Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man that, well, all of these awful things that I've heard, I don't want to believe them. All I want is your word. So, Wayne, you better come through and tell me that it isn't it isn't true. Here he is, the man from the left coast, Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben. How all right, so for this episode, we have a special guest. His most recent record is called Carolina Child. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. Please welcome to the podcast, Rick Robertson. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? We're doing well. We're doing well. It's a nice Sunday or Saturday afternoon here in Orlando, Florida, and I've got the AC blaring because... It's hotter than hell outside. So, all right. All right. Well, um, premise of our podcast, fairly simple. We talk about music, but as we do at the beginning of each podcast episode, I ask the all-important question, Wayne, what t-shirt are you wearing? Um, it's been in the 90s, like it was like almost 100 yesterday. So I'm trying to wish fall here with my Emerald Ridge High School uh, football team shirt. Uh, it's a School, my, it's a local high school. My son played on the team. Okay, just, it's white, so yes. I just want some. I just I, I could use some fall temperatures. Perfect. All right, Rick, how about you? What? Oh man, what T-shirt are you wearing? Actually, um, I, we see you on video, so we know. That I'm, I'm, I, I messed up, man. I brought a shirt specifically for this too. I left it in the car. I totally forgot. <laughs> <sighs> Jeez, okay, well, what what T-shirt is in the car? Maybe that's the, <laughs> the, the, the question we, that we ask. Rick, what T-shirt is in the car? Well, there's a few in the car, but the one I was I should be wearing right now that I was planning on wearing is this sleeveless tie-dye I got at the Oregon Country Fair that says Shady Grove and has all this dead Grisman memorabilia on it. My buddy okay. Sam Grisman got it for me when we were playing out there a couple of years ago. and um, You know, it's great for summer and in the southeast i'm actually in atlanta right now on my way to nashville okay. for some album release stuff but but this isn't a t-shirt that i'm wearing so oh, no. it's a good looking shirt, Mar- good looking shirt. off to a bad start yeah thanks <laughs> all right well i'm i'm wearing a shirt that i've worn multiple times on the on the podcast so i'm wearing my johnny cash t-shirt for obvious reasons uh, that we'll get to here in a moment where yes. we were I can't see the picture. Is he flicking off the camera in that no, one? No, this is the this is the mugshot. Mugshot. Uh, mugshot, the mugshot yes. one. The, uh, the 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 missus would not uh, would not appreciate me wearing the, um, the 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 flipping off the camera thing. So, all right, um, let's 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 get into Carolina Child. So I'm assuming the title of your album is not just a catchy title. It's probably autobiographical. You're from North Carolina, I'm assuming? Yes, sir. What part? Greensboro. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. Been been through there once. Uh, I think that I went to a minor league baseball game there. Greensboro Hoppers? So, yeah, when I was growing up, it was the Greensboro Bats. Okay. And then I think my freshman year of high school, it became the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Yeah. And actually a related tidbit to that, 
my uh, one of my best friends from growing up, Cameron Scoggins, is a act, great actor. And his high school gig, I think it was like the summer after our junior year, is that he was one of the mascots for the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Oh, nice. They had like a boy grasshopper, and then they had a girl one that would wear a dress, and he was the girl. Um, <laughs> so I used to go to the games and like mess with him. And, um, and coincidentally, Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan did a tour of minor league baseball stadiums that summer. That's right. And so we got free tickets, and that was the first time I saw Dylan was because my buddy was one of the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Nice. All right. We'll 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 say we'll table the 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 seeing Dylan live thing because I, I I'm sure we'll bring that up here in a moment. All yeah. right. So so you do have a video also for the title track Carolina Child. So love the video. Thank you. Love the video. Uh, yeah. Who's who's the little guy in the video? That's my nephew, Kobe, my sister's uh, oldest son. Very good. Yeah, he did a great job. He did. Did, yeah. did, did you have to give him, like, acting cues <laughs> and stuff? I mean, he's two, so right. we just, you know, it was a lot of, like, being patient and, like, waiting for him to do certain things and then yeah. using the right moments, you know. But we got a little plot down, you know, and um, he was in that chicken suit, so it was not, like, the most comfortable thing for him he kept wanting to take that off but i was gonna say did he enjoy being in the chicken suit or was he like he enjoyed it for about 10 minutes you know and then he he didn't understand why he had to be in it (laughs) but uh but he did a great job and i thought the story came across good and actually that was made with with my friend i just talked about the uh the greensboro lady grasshopper who's a great director and actor now living in new york that's cameron scoggins so it was fun and we did that in greensboro my hometown so Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, um, where where is home these days? Is this, is it still Greensboro, or are you? No, I left Greensboro when I graduated high school in two thousand seven. So I haven't lived there since then. Um, but the last six years, I've been in New Orleans. All right. How's how yeah. is the scene down there? Well, um, are you talking like post COVID or just in general? Yeah, <laughs> just sort of a ge- different question. Just in, just in general, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was there, um, I was there on our way to to Texas here a couple weeks ago. Cool. Okay. Um, we we drove through my my kid. Well, two of my boys had never experienced a pole boy before. So, oh, nice. So we went to um, uh, Parkway. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. So I took them to the Parkway. They were not impressed. I. <laughs> I think because you you do have to wait a long time to get a pole. You do, at the yeah. Way. It was a good half hour, and it was raining that day, so they got wet. 
And I think once the, you know, once they got the po' boy, they're like, we waited that long for this. This is a sandwich, Dad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you call it. Yeah. Yeah, and they they can be expensive too. Um, yeah, I think lunch ran me forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. Uh, it's good po' boys though at really? Parkway. I I the scene in New Orleans is you know it's been amazing and very transformative for me musically it was i think somewhere i always wanted to go and and take in and you know i had a few years there really going in pretty deep i had a little while i was playing on bourbon street four days a week these like six seven hour days at one club just leave my guitar set up there and play with some great musicians um play a lot of cajun and zydeco music you know living in the treme taking in all the different cultures. It's just a, it's a wild place, man. Yeah. Um, Wayne didn't, didn't one of our former guests, Anthony D'Amato, he's in new Orleans now, right? I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Did you, did you ever cross paths with Anthony? Still know him. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was, I was trying to name drop here and I guess <laughs> that, that backfired. All right. Um, <laughs> So, so uh, I, I do like the the bio info that you have, you've got on Spotify because you you mention this is John Prine by way of New Orleans, Harry Nilsson in a nudie suit, a stone Dr. John lost in Nashville, <laughs> Bill Monroe on mushrooms listening to Bessie Smith. <laughs> uh, they did a good job with that. I think that's that's pretty right on. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So you di- yeah. you didn't write this. No, no. Um, kudos, kudos to your PR people, man. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, stuff. shout out to Hearth PR, uh, Devin, who also lined up me being with you guys today. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, that's that pretty much sums it up. And I don't know if you've heard my new record, but... We did. It's one one description, <laughs> certainly. Yeah. So, so, so tell me a little bit more about the 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 making of this it does it does say that um you know you it was produced by dan from from the band lucius yeah you've got them on a couple of the tracks as well so um how'd you meet up with dan and and get the ball rolling on that yeah so i met the lucius um ladies holly and jess uh i want to say 2010 okay um i was about 21 and living in Boston at the time. And they were living in New York. They actually went to the Berkeley College of Music, which is where I was at the time. They went okay. a few years before I did. And they were in, in Boston doing a gig around there, around Berkeley. And I happened to be on the gig with another artist. And the girls heard me play. And then I think at the time it was that, you know, they used to tour just the two of them and a guitar player. And it was more like a folk duo or like in that circuit right and the singer songwriter kind of um right and once they linked up with dan molad that's when they started dressing the same and playing synthesizers and doing the more indie pop thing so it was right about that turning point that i met them and i just got an email from jess um who had got my contact from somewhere after that night and asked me to join the band and so i was in lucius for like a year year and a half i think okay and I used to travel to New York and stay with Jess and Dan at the time. And that's when I met Danny and just always 
admired his creativity and his production and his whole approach to to making things and especially sonics and recording so we stayed in touch over the years even after i left the band and um yeah fast forward to april 2018 i went to a studio in richmond virginia called montrose great studio okay uh they do a lot of stuff with space bomb records and it's starting to kind of pick up a little bit i think dr dog just made a record there this uh guy named adrian olson runs the studio and I recorded what became the uh, about half of Carolina Child record. And the rest of the stuff we recorded was super funky. And that became an EP I put out called Strange World. I don't know if right. you guys heard any of that. Yes, but, came out yeah. last year. Yep. Right. yep. And so then Danny coincidentally was producing another record at the studio. And I guess after hours one night, Adrian played him one of the tracks from that we had recorded the song Anna Rose. I don't even think it had vocals on it yet. Maybe just like a scratch. And Danny texted me. I hadn't heard from him in a while and, and said he loved it and asked what was going on with the record. And that just kind of started the process of us reconnecting. And I brought him on to mix all the songs, which were going to be one record, like those funky songs that are on strange world. And then about half of the songs that are now on Carolina child, but it was pretty all over the place. Yeah. More all over the place than it is already, if you can believe it. So uh, so ultimately, over a year of working with Danny, I, I had been writing more songs, like that song Sycamore Hill, and Thinking About You, and the title track, Carolina Child. And so we'd get together for these mixing sessions and just end up recording another song spontaneously. And that led to me kind of wanting to compartmentalize the two things, the funk songs into their own EP, for which I, when COVID hit, uh, got into stop motion animation and made like a whole short film that goes with those. And then the 10 songs that became Carolina child. And I signed both of those things with free dirt records. And that's kind of what brought me here to, to the release of finally the full length album a couple weeks ago. And I lived, used to get off of the graveyard shift, bring home breakfast for three hungry kids. She's high, high, hanging on a coating kite string Without even knowing Up and up she goes Up and up she goes Every now and again she'll twirl in the wind And whisper sounds Someone calling from the distance I was going to ask you about Anna Rose because you, you oh, do have love that song. Yeah, you you do have two songs on the record named after women. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's got to be some stories there. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much to like. He's like a dude's not telling. <laughs> I don't know how much to reveal about that. You know that kind of stuff. Um, but I will say I did just make 
I'm actually rapping now. Uh, I, I made five music videos for Carolina Child, two of which still haven't come out. Uh, one's for Getting Over Our Love. Okay, that mm, I, that's my favorite. Thank you, man. Yeah, I made with this great dancer, um, Shayla Taylor. And I'm actually even dancing in it with her, like doing some modern dance kind of stuff. And and then for Anna Rose, I'm really excited about this one. I worked with a glass blower named Clinton Roman, who's kind of a legend in the glass blowing community. Uh, and we did a stop motion animation out of glass. He made like the character Anna Rose and the kite string and the boxes and everything, like this beautiful little glass set. And he was actually melting the glass and and moving Anna and we're taking obviously like consecutive pictures. You end up with the, very cool. Yeah. So that's, that's something to look forward to. That'll be coming out, but I think it really matches the fragility of the song and, um, you know, sort of what's, what's going on there. But, uh, yeah. Love it. Wayne, what, what did, what did you end up saying was your favorite off the record? Uh, getting over our love. That was, and uh, like I say, Anna Rose was close behind it, but that, that the the, oh, the first track was my favorite. Yeah, cool. Very good. I'm I'm kind of partial to my love never sleeps. Maybe oh, it was the nice. because that was the first thing that I heard off of your record. Maybe. Oh really? So how did that happen? You just I don't know. There? Just, just, <laughs> just random. Just yeah. Random. Yeah. Huh, cool. So, anyways, there we go. Um, well. Best of luck on the promotion. Uh, I'm assuming you're uh, doing a little touring now, if the yeah. world will allow us to. I'm doing it in my own way, um, okay. you know. Which is, I kind of tend to go to places and stay for a little while, and that's that's sort of been my approach, rather than trying to tour all the time. You know, I'm not at the stage where I have a booking agent or anything. Although next spring, I think I'll be doing some opening tours for some some artists that are really exciting. Good. And then I'll probably do more routes. But right now I've been like posting up in little places for a few weeks at a time, recording and doing more DIY shows, um, which I have one in Nashville on Tuesday. I'm pretty excited about So I'll be there all next week. Very good. Very yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, opening up for people, I just saw the announcement yesterday, Wayne. So former guest Jake Wesley Rogers is opening up for Ben Platt. Oh. On on Ben's nice. big big tour. And we're talking hmm. those are those are those are stadiums. Those are wow. like a basketball stadium type type deal. So congrats to Jake for that. So and if you if you didn't see his Lollapalooza uh, performance, dude, he killed it. So anyways, good good good, good on Jake. Anything else we want to chat about before we jump into the record you picked, Rick? No, man. I'm. I mean, up to you guys. I'm ready to to get in there. Right. Let's 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 do this. So, uh, tell us what record you chose to revisit for this for this episode. We're revisiting Bob Dylan's Nashville Skyline. Okay. Yeah. So this was um, released in April of 1969. Wayne, this was. This was on our to-do list in 2019. We were going to do a whole bunch of celebrations of, of, of albums celebrating their 50th anniversaries. And then um, life, life changed a we little did. bit for us <laughs> where we just had this great run of guests on and we just never got around to it. So 
Um, so I'm glad that you picked it. Were there, were there any other albums that you you thought about? Maybe we've already we've already done, or maybe ones that you're like that's too too difficult to tackle. Yeah, it was an interesting question about which one I really started thinking about analyzing a record track by track and what I could talk about for a whole podcast or try to. <laughs> um, I think some of the other suggestions I made to to you guys are was um, Paul Simon, There Goes Ryman Simon, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Bobby Charles' self-titled record. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. I don't I don't know that one. Oh man. Yeah, Bobby Charles is great. Do you know about Bobby Charles? I don't. Oh man. Uh, no, I'm... So he's a New Orleans guy that um wrote some hits. He wrote actually Walking to New Orleans, you know that Fats Domino recorded and yeah. See You Later Alligator. Oh yeah. Before yeah. I Grow Too Old. And he was this sort of recluse and and just really soulful songwriter. He made this one amazing self-titled record with all the guys from the band. Rick Danko produced it, and Dr. John's playing organ, and it's it's just like really really cool. Levon Helms on drums, and every song is good. Yeah, I really recommend checking that out. Um, and actually, I was thinking about it today because it's it's very in line with Nashville Skyline. Uh, we got we got homework to do, Wayne. Uh yeah, I'm I'm I mean, I'm you bookmarking it right now. Yeah. I mean, you you sold me at Rick Danko produced it. So I'm like He was on the last waltz. They just he didn't make the movie, but you can look it up on YouTube. He did he sang okay. some tunes, sang a tune with Dr. John on there. Yeah, he's he was really with those guys. Interesting. So yeah. so he didn't make the last cut, but Neil Diamond did. Well, yeah, you can read about that in Levon Helm's autobiography. He was not happy <laughs> I about that. I, know. I, know. Yeah, I, had yeah. to, I had to bring that up. I had to bring that up. We brought that up on our, our band episode as well. So. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, so what what is it about this particular Dylan record? Because I mean, look, this is this is what our second Dylan episode, Wayne. Mm-hmm. So we did Blood on the Tracks. Okay. Um, we did that with, uh, Johnny Hickman from, from the band Cracker. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I, I don't think anybody wants to pick Blonde on Blonde. I think people are scared about doing Blonde on Blonde. I think people are scared to do Highway 61 Revisited yeah. as well. Right. Highway 61 Revisited Revisited. Mm. Right, exactly. <laughs> and if you and if you want to know where we got part of our uh, our 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 podcast title, there you go. Right. Read got into it. that however you want. <laughs> um, and 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 I'm scared to do it. Like if somebody does pick this, I'm it, it's it's about as scary as doing a Beatles episode because I, right. I know that I'm gonna leave stuff out. It, right. That's just going to happen. So I just want to go on record right now before we d- do the track by track that for any of the the big diehard Dylan fans, I'm going to leave out a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Are you scared right now? A little bit. <laughs> I am. A little I, I, I am too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be, because because I know that it's it the 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 diehards like 
they they really love some of these records. This is one of the one of the ones that is revered, I think. Oh yeah. But also I think people can 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 look at it with a critical eye because there are there are some criticisms for this one, right? Oh, big time. Okay. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't be a Dylan record if it, if there weren't, you know. That's that's true. All right. So this was follow up to John Wesley Harding that came out in what, sixty seven? Was this at the time was this the motorcycle accident? Right after that? I thought it was before that, but was no, it? maybe it was after. That's see, there's a something I'm I'm not sure exactly when that happened. He was definitely living in Woodstock already when he wrote these songs. Yeah. The one thing that I read on this, because when I went back and listened to John Wesley Harding, there there definitely is a different sound to Dylan. Yeah. Um, from from then to here. And one thing that I read was for this he had temporarily quit smoking. Quit smoking. Yeah. That's at least what he says to talk about why he changed his voice. Okay. But, okay. you know, the man is a notorious liar. Liar? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think he, he was tapping into He's a... He's a storyteller by nature. Yeah, so. he was tapping into a character, the way I see it, you know. Okay, that's, so that's why I brought that up, because I'm like, I call BS. Yeah. I think that when you're in Nashville, you, 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 you do things a little differently. Yeah. And especially during that time where I would say, like, you go to Nashville now, there's all sorts of different musical genres that are represented in, in Nashville. Sure. You know, I just I just brought up, you know, Jake, for instance, Wayne. He's not a quote-unquote Nashville person, but he was living there yeah. for, quite, for quite some time. Um, back in the late 60s, early 70s, it's it, pretty safe to say that the people that were living in Nashville were in the country music right. genre. So, so when you're so when he's there, do you think that he was just trying to like get in with the the, the vibe there? Maybe changing up his his sound a little bit to to, to be more country. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Oh, it's just funny how he's his voice his his normal what you associate with Bob Dylan is not it's nasally it's it's yeah. so it's like the devil you know though it's when it's gone you're like this ain't this isn't Bob Dylan I mean what's ha- what's happening right. like where's the nasally kind of I mean that's that's what you come to associate with him so so changing it like that was it was it took a little getting used to right. Yeah. This was the first Dylan record I really got into, and I think that's part of why. Because <laughs> it was almost just like a different artist. Yeah. So, so you you brought up that you saw him live with with Willie. Yeah. Did you have a good experience seeing him live? Um. Well, I had a good experience because I was a junior in high school and I was stoned and. I had never seen either of those guys before and you know, we got free tickets. Um, but his show was like, you couldn't understand any words. I mean, he was just like mumbling into the microphone. He couldn't, you know, once in a while you would make out that he was singing. Like, I think he just said Maggie's farm, but nothing else about this is is that song, you know? Um, 
And he was just kind of clowning with the band the whole time, I remember. And again, I like really wasn't that into Dylan then. Um, or Willie, for that matter. We just got these tickets to this show, and you know they're legendary guys. Uh, which is ironic, because those are two of my absolutely biggest influences. And I sing a hundred Willie tunes and Dylan tunes now, so... You know, sometimes I wish I could go back. That was the only time I've ever seen Dylan. Willie, I've gotten to see about three more times and okay. you know, got the full experience all the way to last time I saw him was 2019. And it was great in New Orleans. But yeah, Dylan's set was not particularly memorable. Um, yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen Dylan twice and I've left early twice. <laughs> and and part part of it would just keep in mind Dylan was part of a, a traveling festival or whatever you want to say. The first time I saw him, mm. um, he was with Van Morrison and Joni Mitchell and oh wow, and Joni and Van both delivered, and then Dylan comes out and he seemed bored. That's yeah, he's in a mood. So we were bored as well. Second time that I saw him. It was, um, what's his name? Bob Weir from, from Grateful Dead was the, 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 the first opener. Then it was Wilco, then My Morning Jacket, and then Bob Dylan. Wow. And um, My Morning Jacket and Wilco, they always deliver. So Dylan comes out, and we don't recognize any of the songs. He's performing everything off of his latest album that, you know, none of us have ever listened to. Right. We get about halfway through a song that me, me and my buddy, we kind of look at each other and go, this sounds familiar. And then the, he finally starts singing Tangled Up in Blue. And we're like, oh, this is Tangled Up in Blue? <laughs> so, so, so going back to what you were saying about, you know, yeah. clowning with the band, yeah. I mean, they, they just kind of, mixed it up to the point where they were having a good time oh, yeah. but the the audience was like not so anyways yeah there's something very deep you know some psychologist could probably analyze why this man seems bored for like you know half of the gigs he plays but he never stops touring right <laughs> and people and and people continue to to give him their money yeah for that one performance where they're just like... Where he kills. Yeah. It's like George Jones. But he's like that in, with the um, with the records too, man. He's, I think I, I'm starting to realize that it's possible, it's deliberate, that he puts he surrounds himself with these landmines just to protect himself. So yeah, so that when he does deliver, it's like even that much more. It's sort of living up to his own mythology, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, if you kill all the time, then you... Then, now you have to do that. <laughs> you know, we 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 talked about the in depth. We talked about the '80s discography when we were talking about the Traveling Wilburys episode. So we won't we won't dive into that because there are there are some absolute gems during that time period, and there are some absolute just clunkers. Yep. So yep. All right. Um, so for this album, was a hit both critically and commercially uh, did reach number three on the U.S. Billboard um, 200 and it was a number one 
album in the UK as well. I want I want to see what your guys' reactions are on the two records that kept Dylan out of the top spot in 1969. This was that he peaked in June of 1969 at number three. Let's see what your guys' reactions are. All right, number two was the self-titled Blood, Sweat, and Tears. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Checks out. The, the number one record at the time, which I think, I think if I, if I remember, I didn't, I didn't do the research, but if I remember correctly, it was the number one selling record of 1969. What do you think that was? Sgt. Pepper? Was not Beatles. And it was not stone, so I'll I'll just preempt Wayne from answering <laughs> sticky fingers or whatever it was at that time. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was the original cast recording of Hair. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That kept it out of the number one spot. Wow. Wow. Crazy. This is yeah. All right. Um, I meant to do research on the, uh, the 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 band that backed him. I'm assuming they're all Nashville um, session players. The most notable uh, for me was Charlie Daniels. Yeah, I was like, I had to click on that to make sure it was the it, right. It Charlie, is the Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, Charlie Daniels. Yeah. I read an anecdote today that he was actually just there to like sub for the guitar player because he can't because the other guitar player was late. And um, okay. and he played like one song, and then he was about to leave, and Dylan was like, "I want him on the whole record." So very cool. Lucky break for Charlie. Absolutely. Yeah. Nor- he did all right. Yeah. <laughs> he did. A, he did okay for him. <laughs> Norman Blake's on the record too. Is you know one of the great yes bluegrass flat picking guitar players and folk songwriters. Yep. Uh, Kenneth Buttry is on drums. I don't know Kenneth. Should I know Kenneth? I don't know who that is either. I think he was a Sessions guy. Yeah. Looks like he's got his own Wikipedia page, so that must be something. Um, <laughs> he plays great. <laughs> um, and then Charlie McCoy. Also guitar and some harmonica. Which I thought I thought Dylan did all the did all of his own harmonica. I guess I was wrong. There's not that much harmonica on yeah, this record. I, 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 I can't even think of any. And John Wesley Harding is like caked in harmonica. It makes that record kind of difficult for me, honestly. It's so much harmonica. Yeah, I didn't, and I like I say, I didn't even realize that till we till it just was brought up. But I mean, that's a staple in all those those out of nowhere harmonica solos that seem. Sometimes poorly placed. Skipping those. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else bio info before we jump track by track? Ready to do this? Ready. Let's go. Okay. Still trying to get my anxiety and my, you know, nervousness out of the way. Should we take so, some uh, deep breaths? Yeah, exactly. As a reminder, our scoring is based off a of number of songs on the record. Wayne, how many songs on this one? Ten. Which means top song is going to get 10 points. Next favorite song, nine points on down to lowest score of one. Um, did you did you notice the glee in his in his reaction? And 10 the Rick? perfect number. Yeah. <laughs> number of songs we've, on a record. We've had a good we've had a good run lately of uh, you know 10 or 11 
uh, Jewel had fourteen. Uh, yeah, that's true. Jewel did have fourteen. So do you you rank all all fourteen when it, when you do that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Ten's a good number. When we did Exile on Main Street, you, I could see the panic on Wayne's face because he's like eighteen. <laughs> yeah, that's I, a lot. I, I love that record. I didn't have yeah. a problem with that one. Yeah, he didn't have a problem with that one, but you know, he bowed out of Tusk. Tusk was a little all, bit tough. He bowed out of all things must pass because he didn't want to do you know twenty plus songs. All yeah, right. there's a lot. Um, I was busy that. Let Let's kick this off. Girl from the North Countries first. If you travel it in the North Country Fair, where the winds get heavy on the borderline, remember me to one who lives there. talking offline before we started so yeah, you would I think by know. adding johnny cash you're gonna make something better you would <laughs> I mean, that would be the automatic that's what you would think and initially it it's not so it's oh it's not so bad when they're alternating but at the end it's a complete train wreck when they start singing together i think there's one part where dylan kind of stretches out the word mine and Johnny Cash just says mine. I mean, it's like they're not even. Yeah, not even trying. It doesn't even sound in sync. It doesn't. I I, I was, I was bad. I just was blown away. Like I expected to they because it's a great song. So I it 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 didn't fall all the way to the bottom for me because it is a great song. I mean, but it doesn't lend itself like I said as a duet because it's it's a, it's singular on purpose. The guy is very sweetly and sincerely remembering this girl from back home right. a long time ago. And to have, like I say, I still just can't believe you had Johnny Cash and it got worse. But that's Well, I think happened. it's important to note that it didn't, he didn't just add Johnny Cash. They added Johnny Cash and presumably a lot of speed and, you know, whatever they'd been drinking all night before they got to the studio. <laughs> and, you know, it, that, it feels like they, it feels like that this was like, we only had one take, like, Johnny's got to yes. go. So he, this is what you got. And well, apparently they recorded. Rushed. Apparently they recorded twenty-two songs, or something to that effect. And so I'm yeah. sure it was there just goes one that take. Theory. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm one. sure it probably was one take. But they just they're jamming, you know. Um, why they picked that song if they thought that was the best one? That's a whole other question. But yeah, I'm curious what y'all's ratings were for for that one where it fell. Like I say, uh, based on the, the song, I gave it a five because um, as oh. a song, it's a very good. It's a, I I do like the song, and like I say, the best version. I think the definitive version is off of free, the Free Wheel and Bob Dylan. Yeah, of um, course. I really like the Neil Young version. Mm. Um, I did not like Joe Cocker. Uh, I don't really oh. like anything from Joe Cocker. I don't really know why. Huh. Yeah, and then uh, and then Rod Stewart's is just too pretty. It it's missing. It feels like it's missing the soul of the song. That 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 sincere remembrance. It's just a yeah. I mean, Rod Stewart's got such an amazing voice. It sounds great, but it's it's missing something. Do you like Pete Townsend's version? I didn't hear that, but once again, Pete Townsend as a singer is right in there with Bob Dylan. 
Like he has a unique sound, and I can. It's, and, and it's some, interesting. Like, I don't. But I'm, I don't. I'm still find in, him to be yeah. a tremendous singer, great guitar player, and a great songwriter. Mm. Yeah, he. It's a. It's on his uh, all the best cowboys have Chinese eyes record. <laughs> so, it, so it is on that. Wow, that's you can't write. That's can you cannot title your album that anymore. No, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you cannot. I, I, I'm looking at my score, and, and I think that I, I give it more points just because it's Johnny, because I love Johnny. Yeah. Um, I gave it a seven, which I think I that's just way too high, but I'm st- I'm sticking with my score. Wow. Yeah. What did I give it? You gave it a four. I gave it a four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's such a great song, yeah. and it, it feels it feels like a a good moment. I'm at least interested in being a fly on the wall for the hang. And that's, I think that that's part of what it is too, because it's like, look, you got two icons doing this song. Yeah, it might be a little bit of a train wreck, but I'm watching the train wreck. I can't, I can't take my eyes away. And. And that's Dylan, man. Off. Dylan's like, yeah, put that on there. I like that. Yeah, Make people start it out with the train wreck. And we're and we're gonna do that. We're not gonna bury it on side two. This no, is gonna be no. the lead song on the. Give album. them that train wreck, and then let's put an instrumental yeah. next. <laughs> yeah, that's see what, what I'm gonna saying? do. It's the land. Then all lines, of the rest man. of it's going to seem great. Yeah, that's what's going to kill. You. Yeah, they're never going to believe that it comes back around. You know. He so let's bring that up. So number the 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 second track is Nashville Skyline Rag. I don't have any notes whatsoever because I'm like this is this has to be our collective one (laughs) was it and and i'm right yeah (laughs) yes because i I, because i was gonna stop the recording i was gonna stop the recording if wayne or you said no 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 there's some really good things about this song i give this my three and i'm like no we're we're done yeah well you know here's the thing it's it's first of all it's a guy who's known for his lyrics and so then there's there's a song with no lyrics and it's It's not even the other thing an instrumental can do, like like the police or Rush will do something with all this great instrumentation, like all of you know this great yeah. bass playing and guitar. This is just like bluegrass, you know, and then it's poorly placed. Like if you're gonna do that, put it at yeah. the end, like a closing credit to the Beverly Hillbillies or something. Too. But, yeah, but it's no, we're putting it number two. That's where you put the number hit. Two. Yeah, I yeah, I just it was it was unbelievably. It was not necessary and poorly placed at that. Yeah, it's not even like a good rag, and nobody's really like even tre- shredding on it. You know, it's it's, no. uh, but it is a high level troll, and for Dylan, that's you know part of the thing. This goes back to our conversation about seeing him live, right? Like he's been punking his fans the whole time for over fifty years. Yep. Anyway, Gotta hand it to him. I'll, I'll, <laughs> and they I'll keep showing up. up so. All right. <laughs> yeah, they keep showing up. Yeah, I'm one of them. Collective one, though. I can dig it. Yeah. Collect- yeah. Collective what, one. What All more right. do we really say? No. 
All right, next song is To Be Alone With You. Is it rolling, Bob? To be alone with you Just you and me Now won't you tell me the truth Ain't that the way it ought to be To hold each other tight The whole night through Everything is always right And I meant to say at the beginning when we started started uh, the the episode, I was gonna I was gonna say, "Is it Rolling Wayne?" <laughs> I forgot. I totally forgot. See that now that is how you start a record. Yeah. That to me is where the record starts. Absolutely. You know, it's it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great move just doing that because it uh, it does feel like something special is about to happen. We want to make sure the tape's running. And this one initially for me was higher because this is all very new uh, when when I start listening to it. And I know it's country and he's using this different voice. And this one has this great kind of bluesy feel to it. But after getting through the record a couple of times and hearing that, that kind of sometimes a little, it's all country. And sometimes in, in he mixes his stuff in a more country way than I ended up yeah. liking that better and this one started to fall towards the middle but uh and like i say nothing lyrically stands out it's it's a it's it's a fine song and i definitely like it that bluesy nature to it but it doesn't there's no you know it's like the stuff out of like a rolling stone or anything nothing mysterious in there yeah but although i will say you know this is one song that i do sing and it's like once you learn the words it's more specific and clever than it seems, you know, these things like I'll always thank the Lord, you know, to get my sweet reward. The rhymes are actually a little more complex than you would have on, you know, you know, some other stuff that's comparable genre wise, which I guess this is really like the peak of the country funk on the record, this one in country pie, but to be alone with you, I mean, it hadn't been written before, which the fact that he taps in, he keeps tapping into things like that, or you know, so frustratingly beautiful about him, makes it easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, scores. What What did you end up doing on scores, Wayne? Uh, six. Okay. Rick, do you not have your scores? I don't have them in front of me. You have them. I got them. Yeah, I got them. So you gave this an eight. Yeah. And I'm matching your eight. All right. Okay. All right. So I threw it all away is the next song. One thing for certain you ask, should it be a hurting? If you throw it all away. If you throw it all away. This was the first single off the record. It uh, peaked at number 85 on the Billboard Hot 100, even though this is considered one of his, I guess, most popular songs off the record. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get to the other one that's that's super popular. Um, Wayne, I got to assume that you did listen to the Elvis Costello version. 
Oh no! Is it on? Um, I did not. It's on. It's on Kojak Variety. Oh. Never heard that either. I will check that. I listen to a lot of versions of, like I say, uh, "Girl from the North Country" and "Lay Lady Lay," but I didn't. I didn't check that out. And there's there's some YouTube videos of Chris Cornell covering this as well. Hmm. And it's very good. But, you know, I have a man crush on Chris Cornell, so there we go. Don't we all? Rick, Rick, anything lyrically on this one? The whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, this is one of my favorite Dylan songs, honestly. Yeah, I love the way he does. I love the way he does regret because it that's what I mean, that's the the, that's what the song is really about. And I, I he acknowledges it and he and he and points out his mistakes and he even gives warnings to other people down the road. Um, but yep. he also never, he, he makes no assertion that it won't happen again or that he, that he's necessarily changed his ways. But um, uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> it's very well, this is the way you do regret. So good. What I find interesting on this is usually on, on Dylan, songs he's not taking he's not taking the fall like it, it's it's not his fault right like you know it ain't me babe, it ain't me babe. Right. yeah right i was <laughs> just thinking that like yeah. he's like i'm yeah it's you it's you, it's all you you were looking for the yeah it's not me you're looking for you were you pinned me right yeah so so, so for this one he's actually taking the fall where he's he's even and maybe it's because you're singing a country song where you 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 are the one saying I never knew what I had until I threw it all away. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, the, everybody talks about this as being a country record which it is for Dylan more yeah. leaning toward that, but yeah. this is a great example I think where like the harmony particularly is pretty unconventional. He's got that major 6 chord that turns it around and you know, a lot of a lot of interesting choices that kind of give it character simple things but you know yeah yeah so i'm i'm assuming rick i know what your score is for this one i probably gave it a 10 i can't remember you did. i did yeah you did. This is you did wayne your score seven all right this is my six hmm. all right next is peggy day not not peggy sue that's, that's buddy Mom. peggy night make my future look so bright Man, that girl is out of sight Love to spend the day with Peggy Knight Well, you know, ever Even before I learned her name You know, I love her just the same And I tell them all wherever I may go Just so they'll know that She's my little lady and I love her so Peggy Day Stole my poor heart away this didn't track super high for us. Yeah. Sounds sort of un- unremarkable to me. Yeah. 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 I think it's too country yeah. for, I mean, there doesn't, like I say, a lot of the other ones get a, have a country flavor, but there's still something uniquely Bob Dylan about it. And this, right. this could have been, this could have been anybody's song, Buddy Holly. It, it could have been almost anybody's song. I like, I love the little acoustic guitar riffs in it and the pedal steel. Yep. Uh, and, 
I hate the term "by golly." I don't know why, but I, I was just I, thinking I was that just too. Like, just I don't know. Just I never. I don't like it. He says, "Good God" or "by golly." What more can I say? It's like, well, you, just not that. I don't know. Just, yeah, don't hey, say yeah, that. Something besides that. <laughs> right. Do, do we do we give this a lower song, lower score because because we know this is Dylan doing a really bad version of country? Like for instance, Wayne, if if this were on the Chris Christopherson record that we talked about, or the Merle Haggard that we talked about, actually we didn't. No, Waylon Jennings mm. was it Waylon? Yeah, we've done a it was Waylon. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't know that it sounds much like either one of those either. But um, okay, yeah, I, I just uh, by golly and the the nothing. <laughs> uniquely Bob Dylan about it. I like the big finish, like a kind of a big Elvis Presley finish to it. I wonder if they planned that. I, I was th- listening to the record a couple times yesterday and and wondering if they, because, you know, he was notoriously just didn't like musicians to know what was going to happen when he was in the studio. And apparently they did this record in, I think, three days or four days. But there's a couple songs that have sort of tight endings, and this is certainly yeah. one of them. Yeah, there's one also that ends in it. I'm not even sure what happened. It just almost like the tape got cut off. Like yeah, the tape cut yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this one has the big finish, so yeah, we'll, we'll save that for a minute. Yeah. All right, uh, Peg, Peggy Day. This is my three. Wayne two. Rick and uh, and Rick three three. Yeah. All right. All right. Next song, uh, Lay Lady Lay. It's where we flip over the record. For the world to begin You can have your cake and eat it too Why wait any longer for the one you love When he's standing in front of you Lay, 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 lay Lay across my big breast bed This was a single, uh, most popular single off the record, hit number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, I have to admit this. It's probably where I lose my Dylan card. (laughs) For the longest time, I thought that this was Jerry Reed. Like when I would hear this on AM radio with my dad listening to AM radio and this song would come on, I always thought it was Jerry Reed. You thought the recording was Jerry Reed? Or there's a Jerry Reed version? There is not a Jerry version. Oh. There's there's a, there's a Jerry Reed song that's that's close in title, but it's not Jerry. It's funny that you, you know, bring up Jerry this. Reed because there was another song on here that I said if Jerry Reed sang it, I actually probably like it. Uh, he would kill to be alone with you now that I'm thinking about it with his guitar playing. And yeah. that he would have pulled off Country Pies, too. But, uh, country Pie, too, yeah, big time, yeah. <laughs> That's right, in his yeah, wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah uh, both of those, the country funk thing. I mean, Jerry Reed's the definition of that. Yeah. yeah. But, so, anyways. Well, I love the bongos, first of all. Yeah, and I, I mean, you can't you can't believe everything you hear on Wikipedia, but I... I the story I heard is Chris Christopherson was the janitor at the studio, and he's holding the cowbell and the bongos for Kenny Buttry. Right. I I, I don't know if that's true, but I read. I, I, hope, I hope it's true. I read that. I read that too. 
Yeah, I hope it's true. Um, I think it was on a Rolling Stone review of the record or something, so yeah. we'll say it's true. That's a unique, and that's just cool that they did something like that because that that percussion rhythm in it is, I think, is one of, like say, musically, I like this song. I didn't want the big hit to be my favorite song, but ultimately, lyrically and musically, it it. It, it ended up being that like the the organ the way they, the the organ in it is uh, and the you know the guitar so yeah. it sounds great and like i say that rhythm that that hard almost with those bongos and cowbell it just gives it a cool and it's got this great like i say it's not it's kind of sexy but it's much more romantic i mean um you know i long i long to see you in the morning light i long to reach for you in the night like he there's there's true passion in it um that comes through yeah it's a really strange song too harmonically it's like pretty unconventional chords and almost like a like a garcia hunter thing or something you can kind of feel that late 60s again like less of the country thing and more just you know he's getting in with what the other sort of psychedelic rock songwriters were doing at the time i meant to look is this the longest song on the record i think it is yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I there wasn't any problems with time on this one for no. sure. I mean, you get done with this in what, like 30, 33 <laughs> minutes or something like that. It's like a half yeah. an hour. So speaking of bad covers of Dylan songs, have you guys heard the Duran Duran version of this? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, no, it's not good. Was there I, an Everly Brothers version too? Yeah, and I read some story yeah. that they that he. There's a, there was a meeting where he played this for him, and they couldn't tell if he was offering it to him or <laughs> or if he was just breaking into song, or if he was trying to show him something. And they so they didn't do it, and then they they ended up doing it later. Okay. Uh, okay. classic. Interesting. All right, <laughs> Wayne, your score. Ah, this was yeah, this was my ten. Okay, Rick. Hmm. I think this was uh, you, your seven. This is my seven. Okay, makes sense. And uh, this was my five. Yep. All right. One more night is the next next track. I was so mistaken when I thought that she'd be true. I had no idea what a woman in love would do. One more night, I will wait for the light while the wind blows high above the tree. I miss my darling so I didn't mean to see her go But tonight No light will shine This is all me. in, this is classic country I mean he's, and his and his new voice uh, Works really well here um, And I dug I'd say once there's some acoustic Like lead stuff that they do It's a great, it's a, it's a great song Like say there's some parts in it where he really He really You know the, the depth of his sadness Um is 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 it's you know you can feel it yeah yeah because just the whole no light where there's i mean he'll be but tonight no light will shine on me that's oh yeah i don't know that just really that's country it's very sad yeah yeah i actually knew this song uh before i really got into dylan from tony rice does a great solo version of it i think okay on church street blues or one of his like tony rice plays and sings you know um, and he does, that's a really, really great version. It works great for Tony, um, and the flat picking guitar thing. 
But yeah, it's a classic song, man. It's great. I mean, this is one you can bust out and get a jam and, you know, get people picking on it and stuff. The lyrics are, are perfect. Yeah, it's nice that he, he throws a little blame on both of them. In one, in one verse, it's mentions that, you know, what he did. And then also, and then I, I was so mistaken. I thought that she'd be true, but like I said before, right. that shameful, and it said I lost the only pal, just because I couldn't be what she wanted. So he yeah. spreads the blame around a little bit again. Another new thing for Dylan in this record. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea what a woman in love would do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, scores on this one. One more night gets my four. Wayne. I also gave it a four. All right. Ricky gave it a six. Next song, tell tell me that it isn't true. I have heard rumors all over town. They say that you're planning to put me down. All I'd like you to do, tell me that it isn't true. Speaking of country motifs, I think this one, this one uh, fits the bill. Hearing rumors all over town, planning to put me yeah. down. Yeah, this is this is. I love the lyrics of this. This is why this is my top song on 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 the album. Uh, oh, yeah. This was your ten. This was my ten. Nice. I, I, Interesting. I dug the song. This was one that I kept yeah. coming back to. And again, to to us talking about how Dylan kind of uh, took on the country persona, I felt like he did it really well on this one. I re- and I really yeah. love his vocals on this one, yeah. too. And that guitar riff is great. It opens up yeah. the track. They keep playing. Yeah. I think this was one of the ones that has like a particularly nice ending, too. If I remember yeah, correctly, it doesn't cut out on this one. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of get into like a nice guitar yeah. and piano thing yeah. at the end. Piano player is great. I don't, do we have a note on who's playing piano on this uh, record? You know, um, I did read Bob Wilson. Hmm. And I don't know anything about Bob Wilson because there's no, there's no Wikipedia page for Bob Wilson. No Wikipedia no. page. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all Sorry, we got Bob, now. We love you. Yeah. You did you did great on this one. <laughs> all right, Wayne, uh, what was your score and tell me that it isn't true? I gave it an eight. Like I say, I, I think there's something reminiscent of uh like a Rolling Stone in the melody in the beginning. Um mm-hmm. and I love but I love I just love like you said, country theme to it. I mean, all the evidence is there. The witness statements are in. This you know, and he's but he's willing to set that all aside if she says it's not true. Um, so it's it's tragically sweet, like a like a country western song should be. Yeah. All right. uh, Rick, this was your five. Yeah, you know, I think it's great. The lyrics are great. I hear what you're saying about Rolling like a Rolling Stone. It's it's got you know that kind of you know more of a halftime rock feel to it, even though it's a country sensibility. But for some reason, this one sort of seems like an afterthought compared to I threw it all away and tonight I'll be staying here with you, which we haven't gotten to yet, but it's like the, to me, it's kind of on the record. Like it's sort of like those ones, but my least favorite of the three, 
What, what did I, this end up being? My six? This was your five, yeah. This is my five, yeah. It's right in the middle. All right. Yeah. All right, next is uh, Country Pie. Just like old saxophone Joe When he's got the hog's head up on his toes Oh, me, oh, my Love that country pie Listen to the fiddler play When he's playing till the break of day Oh, me, oh, my Love that country pie That's best strawberry, lemon, and lime What do I care? Blueberry, apple, cherry, pumpkin, and plum Call me for dinner, honey, I'll be there I think we've already bashed on this one a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he names all the pie flavors, you know, for the bridge. Yeah, I, it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, right. yeah, I, I, yeah. I like the electric guitar. I in forgot it. chocolate um, cream. And like I, I say, see. the band's killing, man. I have to. Yeah, you know, I like the say, band, Yeah, this is the one where I'm like, if Jerry Reed did this song, I'd. I'd probably love it. I, and I think it's it's right yeah. in his wheelhouse. I mean, he has yeah. some he can pull off nonsensical in yes. in a country setting like this. Yes. But yeah, lyrically it's it was just it's the pie, Jack Warner's referenced um uh, he's being tied to a goose. I don't Yeah. I don't there's no I don't believe there's any subtext to any of this. This is no. just nonsense. No, Jerry Reed listing pie flavors for a whole bridge. I believe that. Like I believe that's coming from his heart. Um, with Dylan, I think he's just trying to fill time on the record. Yeah, yeah, and and none of the creams are represented in the pies. <laughs> right? Yeah, no that's a little cream, prejudice. No chocolate cream, but you but you bring up plum, plum, plum pie. pie. Um, well, that's where Jack Warner comes in. So, oh, I mean, is that where? That's true. To. Yeah, that's a classic. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't even know what else to say about this song. And again, you know, you get the, by golly, you know, this one, you get the oh me oh my, which is the rhyme. <laughs> which I'm, but I'm good with the me oh, oh me oh my. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's, that's fine. He loves that it's country no pie. Yeah. 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 Shake me up that old peach tree. Do you think um, Steve Miller got that line from this one? I don't know. Well, that's an old, you know, that's from an old blues from Sitting on Top of the World, the Mississippi Sheiks. Okay. Or it's probably in a lot of blueses. Don't like my peaches, don't shake my tree. That's true. So it's a thing. So I'm sure that's where Steve and and Bobby got it. Yeah. All right. This is my deuce. Wayne. A three. Just a deuce and a half. Okay. (laughs) It's my two, yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, we're going to wrap this up with Tonight I'll Be Staying Here With You. I see that station master too. If there's a poor boy on the street, then let him have my seat. Cause tonight I'll be staying here with you. And this was third single off the record, uh, reached number 50 on the Billboard Hot 100. But um, it's definitely on Greatest Hits. I think it's on Greatest Hits Volume 2. Um, and you you hear this on compilations. This is a great song. Great way to yeah. end. Great end. Great way to end a record, too. Right? Such Such a strong ending to the record, you know. A rough start, but then we finish strong. Yeah, which seems very intentional. 
you know. Because especially since he took a little dive just before this, that'll kind of a little rope a dope. Like he's like, uh, don't we? This is what we got left, and then he and he comes in with a big haymaker. But I love the structure of this because this is structured a lot like probably my favorite Bill and, uh, Dylan song, uh, "Simple Twist of Fate," where right. the title or what would you would almost kind of consider the chorus is just the last line of every verse. Um, yeah. I, yep. I, I love that. Yeah, it's another country just you know mechanism that works so well on this. And then those song, the whatever lines lead up to that, always like those couple lines before just really get to the heart you know your love comes on so strong i've been waiting all day long for tonight all every time that that hits he really nails it all of the all of the verses i think are strong yeah i've got i've got yeah. highlighted i can hear the whistle blowing i see that stage oh yeah master too there's a poor boy in the street well, yeah just like let him have yeah, my let seat, him have my seat. <laughs> it's my so seat good to somebody man. else oh yeah. so good and you know it's that classic Dylan thing. Like, I'll give you. We got tonight, and I'm all in for tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this sounds like the second day because that's the thing that it kind of reminds me of. Uh, Simple twist of fate. It seems like a chance meeting. There's a uh, right. stranger. I'm assuming is him. This guy was only clearly only supposed to be in town one night. Right. Um, that was that was his out, and now he's he's throwing his ticket and he's his suitcase out the window. Yeah. He's got to get one more night. It's one more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and like I say, like musically also, I think this is a great blend of country and that that more classic folky kind of Bob Dylan stuff at the time. He kind of really with there's the piano and the drums and the guitar. He mixes it all. Oh yeah, man! It's a very strong ending, and it's kind of like a soul record the way it kicks off with that four down to the minor two, you know, all that. So so soulful. It's great. All right. Um, so we saved the best for last. So all, all, all three of us gave this a nine and because we all had different tens, uh, this was, this was top score. Top song. This was all of our nines. This was our nines, collective nines. Uh, so, yeah. Usually I say, did we miss anything? Did we cover everything? And I already know the answer. We didn't. <laughs> we, we missed some stuff. Like we don't know who. We don't know who the hell Bob Wilson is, for instance. <laughs> right. He's great, man. We, we, yeah. we missed some things. All right. Uh, any guesses on uh, what number two is? Lay, lady, lay. Lay, 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 lay. I tank that for us. Um, that's tie for fourth. So, oh, we've got so a, I threw it I threw it all away, maybe? Um, yep. Yeah, we've, so we've got a tie for second. I threw it all away. And tell me that it isn't true. Um, mm. And that's mostly both of our doings, Rick, because those were our tens. Uh, right. Tied for fourth, Lay Lady Lay, and then To Be Alone With You. That, yep. So that's our top five. Strong. Nice. Girl from the North yeah. Country didn't make it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> could, have been a, could have been a real strong EP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Super that's, strong. That's what I love about records, you they, know? They didn't do EPs back then. No, no, no way. No. I mean, A side, B side, you know, is a different thing, but that's, that's pretty much it. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for picking this one. Yeah. 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 This is fun. We, uh, like I said, we meant to do this, uh, you know, two years ago, and didn't just didn't get around to it. We there's still a few 
of those 50 anniversary 50th anniversary ones Wayne that we got to get to sticky fingers for instance we still haven't done sticky fingers which is just a travesty in itself but all right um yeah so last question Rick that I throw out to all the guests so uh who who do you know that we don't know that should come on our podcast to talk about one of their favorite records got some music nerd friends do you know about Logan Ledger why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, that sounds familiar. He's a great friend of mine, lives in Nashville. Uh, he just made a record with T-Bone Burnett. It came out last year. Amazing singer, total music nerd, Okay. and uh, a great historian. He'd be a good one. Okay. I'd say Logan Ledger or my friend Dory Freeman, who's another great singer-songwriter. She lives in Virginia. And okay. I'll, I'll throw both those names out there as people you should have on the podcast. All right. Yeah, for some reason, Logan's name sounds really familiar. Did somebody else recommend Logan? No, I don't know. But I know it sounds familiar. We'll, we'll do some checking. So um, tell, tell people where they can find all the happenings of of Rick. Yeah, if they're on Instagram, they can follow me at Rick Robertson Music. Rick with no K. That's R-I-C. Okay. Robertson Music. And that's also my website, rickrobertsonmusic.com. Those are probably good places to start. Okay. You on Twitter yeah. or Facebook? Um, I don't think I have a Twitter. Maybe maybe my labels made me one, but I doubt it. And yeah, Facebook is I like my Instagrams go up to Facebook and I check that once in a while, but Instagram is more the place that I stay connected. There you go. All right. As a reminder, yeah. you can find all of our old episodes. Uh just go to recordsrevisitpodcast.com. Uh, we are on the socials. Um, I'm kind of on Facebook, I guess. Uh, just search for Records Revisited Podcast there. Uh, you can mostly find me on Twitter, at Podcast Records. Wayne is on the Instagram. Different content than Twitter. Where can the people find us there? Our Records Revisited Podcast. And just as a reminder, make sure that you go find our podcast on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Spotify, wherever you can find fine podcasts. And, uh, of course, don't forget to join our Patreon. Um, I was going to say, Wayne, you can get episodes a week early, but um, unfortunately, <laughs> our Patreon folks have not seen our Mark Bryan episode yet because I'm still working on it three days before I'm supposed to go live with it. But usually you'll get episodes a week early. Um, and if you contribute at the guest revisitor level, you can join us for an episode to talk about one of your favorite records. We've got some of those episodes coming up. Uh, we've got we've got a Pixies episode coming up, Wayne, because of that. Is it Doolittle? I'm not telling you. No, actually, oh, man, it better be Doolittle. It's not Doolittle. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, just go to Patreon.com/slash Records Revisited Podcast for that. All right, Rick. I totally forgot to tell you. Um, we do a little outro spiel, so I'll do an outro, and then I say we are records revisited, and we are, and I pause for a moment, then we all say out together. Cool. It's stupid and goofy, but we've been doing it for <laughs> great 200 episodes, <laughs> so we're not stopping now. All right, here we go. I'm in, man. You, you got me this far. All right. So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. I would tell you to go to live show, but um, maybe nobody's coming to Florida which is where I'm at. All right. So, so if you do um, have the opportunity to see some of your favorites, 
please make sure you go and be responsible and uh, go 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 check out some live stuff. Buy a t-shirt of the band, buy a record, visit a record store, and not just on record store day. We are Records Revisited, and we are... Ah.